In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Jesus, Word of God, reveal more of yourself to us through your presence in the Bible. Led by the Holy Spirit, guide our time of reflection. May it increase our desire for you in the Scripture and in the Sacrament. Amen. The very beginning of good movies usually tease the story to come. Think of The Wizard of Oz, for example, and the characters Dorothy meets at the very beginning. Well, our first reading does the very same. As Jesus is ascending at the beginning of the Acts of the Apostles, he says to his followers that they will be his witnesses in Jerusalem, throughout Judea and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. Hearing this in the very first chapter of the book sets the stage for what's to take place in the rest of the story. These followers of Jesus really do end up becoming his witnesses to the ends of the earth. Just prior to when Jesus says this, his disciples ask him if he's going to, at that time, restore the kingdom of Israel. It responds by saying that it is not for them to know the times or seasons that the Father has established by his own authority. Why include this line of Jesus? Well, it could very well be that at the time St. Luke was recording his gospel, certain Christians were claiming they knew exactly when Jesus would be returning and the kingdom of Israel restored. As a response, Luke reminds his readers that Jesus himself said no one would know the times or seasons, just like those who thought Y2K or 2012 was going to be the end of the world. Our second reading contains a line that might be familiar to us if we've ever heard Michael W. Smith's famous song about open the eyes of my heart. Because here, in our passage from St. Paul's letter to the Ephesians, the author prays that the eyes of his audience's hearts might be enlightened. It's a bit of a funny visual to think of eyes on our hearts, but the metaphor shows us the purpose of the passage as a whole. Paul is praying that God pours out his Holy Spirit upon his readers so that they'll come to know him more deeply and especially see the gift they've received in Jesus. And what they have in Christ is one who is, according to Paul, far above every principality, authority, power, and dominion, and every name that is named not only in this age, but also in the one to come. In the ancient world, many people would have known the names of pagan gods and goddesses invoked in both religious and magic rituals. Think of it like how some people might say abracadabra before attempting a magic trick. Well, it was believed that certain actions or favors asked for from the gods needed to be accompanied by the name of that god or goddess. But Paul's point here is that the name of Jesus has a greater authority and power than all of those names, in names not only in this age, but also in the one to come. The power of Christ's name above all other names is referenced in our gospel passage from the conclusion of St. Matthew's gospel. Jesus says that all power in heaven and on earth has been given to me, very likely an allusion to the vision of the Son of Man in the seventh chapter of the book of Daniel, in a vision we've discussed previously on this show. Jesus is talking to the eleven disciples while on a mountain. That's important, because the great teaching Jesus offered to his followers during the Sermon on the Mount took place, obviously, on a mountain. And what's more, if you look at what Jesus asks his disciples to do, he says they should go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them and teaching them. You might commonly think of this scene, the final of St. Matthew's Gospel, as Jesus' great command to preach the good news. But St. Matthew's recounting of this moment has Jesus more specifically telling his disciples they should go out and spread his teaching. So, Catholic school teachers, this episode is for you. Lastly, this passage might spark a good question. If Jesus told the eleven disciples to go to all the nations just before he departed from them, 
why would there have been any disagreement when St. Paul wanted to take the gospel message to the Gentiles? Well, it's likely that all the nations referenced by Jesus was first understood as referring to all of the nations in which Jews had been displaced from Jerusalem, what we call the Diaspora. In other words, the first disciples may have understood the need to go to all the nations as the way in which they would teach only fellow Jewish people about the Messiah. But over time, they began to understand that Jesus actually wanted them to go to all the people of all the nations on the earth. So that's it. That's your Sunday setup for this Ascension Sunday in year A. May this knowledge of the story behind the scripture allow you to encounter Jesus Christ in a new way this weekend. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.